0: Hi moguls, welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. Today, let's give a warm welcome for our guest, Ryder Hayman's. Ryder is a film writer, director, and producer for his own freelance production company, Ryder Die Productions. And on top of that, he's also an investor, an entrepreneur of various opportunities that come his way. And today we'll be talking about his coming of age horror comic titled A Nighty Night, currently in development as well as past projects ready to hit the film festival circuit and he's also doing a crowdfunding so um this is another live crowdfunding that we have here on girls guide to investing so ryder welcome
1: oh thank you marilyn it's really good to be on the show right now and uh i'm super excited to talk about this project because it's going to be super fun and i'm sure that we're gonna have some people interested so uh first of all i wanted to talk a little bit about myself yes i am a film director writer and producer um that's what we kind of have to do in order to keep the integrity of the films that we write so uh we go from everything from pre-production production production, to post-production so what that means is i finance the film i write it i direct it we shoot it I cast all the actors, we get all the makeup. So I pretty much do everything on set. And uh, the joke that I have with uh, my production company is, it's called a ride or die production because I do everything and then it kills me doing it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Uh, independent filmmakers we have it very it, it's very hard like you got to write direct produce i was my own ad my own casting director my own uh you know uh, caterer i had to watch the props this this lovely prop guy who was an ex-cop gave me thousand dollars worth of um uh, guns and, and equipment and sheriff badges and uniforms it was a big project to watch um, that much uh, of wardrobe. It was a huge task. And also I didn't have permits. And then when people gave you like cars or homes, you're just like, nobody ruin anything. Nobody, I hope no thing breaks. So yes, so I'm with you. And also writer, you know, everyone's like, well, this is girl's guide to investing, which we have 70% male listeners. And this is for people to learn about, uh, the, uh, you know, beginner investors and immediate investors, are people just like to know about investing. So how did you get, um, how'd you learn about investing? Uh, I'm sorry,
1: just for a quick second, can you repeat that question?
0: Yeah, how did you get, uh, learn about investing? How did you learn about investing?
1: Oh, well, um, that's the thing about film. The film industry is I thought my whole entire life, I'm never going to touch the financial part of this business. But as you start creating films, you start to realize that in order to make movies that you need to have money. So, um, I ended up uh, doing a ton of research about how to fund films and through that I found out about private investing. So, what i like to describe my financing as is similar to like the stock market you're buying a certain amount of the shares which is a percentage of what you own of the film so let's say one share equals one thousand dollars if i were interested in a film and i wanted to have three percent of the film owned under my name i would put three thousand dollars down and one thing that's really nice about the film industry is it's similar to stocks in a way, but one thing that you do have an advantage against those guys on Wall Street is you have a script to look at. And that is your gold mine right there. As long as you have a good script to start, then you're going to reach the sky with uh, your possibilities.
0: Yeah. So, so Ryder, you're pretty young um, and we love young people, but so when you're young, so how did you learn about investing a family, a mentor? When did you, you know, take your first dive at, you know, maybe making your first investment?
1: Yeah, no, totally. So um, one thing that happened was I got hired onto this independent film project that was gaining some serious traction and through that i actually became a private investor for the company and my job was to send out tons of emails each day reaching a bunch of multitude of different people because one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that it's not all big producers and studios that fund these films it's normal people that work at the office like you i or anybody else um, on our nine to five jobs we all have dreams and we all have ambitions and uh I think that's what's amazing about storytelling is uh we can give you a script and as long as you resonate with it emotionally um you're gonna be interested in the project and i think that's what's awesome is this is the one business that ambition drives most of it and the money just comes secondary
0: yeah and so you are you currently you're in college right
1: Yes, that's correct. I'm a senior, and I'm actually going to be finishing my degree within these uh, next four months. So I'm in pre-production for my current project, which is called A Nighty Night, and I'd love to talk about that a little bit. So basically, the synopsis of the film is: it's this young girl named Hudson. She's uh, ten years old, and she's still terrified of the dark. And she comes to the uh, the the story is about her coming to the conclusion of her parents taking away her nightlight. And now she has got to grow up, but there's one slight problem. The boogeyman is out to get her. So now she's got to stick out of the shadows to survive the night. And she's got to face an even greater challenge. That's convincing her older brother, Oliver, to to beat him up. But that's only if Oliver can stop messing around. So what's really cool about this film is we're dealing with an uh, an unreliable narrator and we're allowing fantasy and imagination to control the story over reality so it's the idea of when is the appropriate time for us to ever grow up
0: i love that uh according to peter pan never never
1: <laughs> yeah no and that's what's uh now that you mentioned that we actually have a uh, really grounded part of that story that's based off of Peter Pan. We got the little, like, silhouette of the monster moving stuff around on the walls. He's creating uh, chaos and terror inside this child's heart. And um, what I think is really cool about this film is it's it's not completely spooky and it's not completely melodramatic. So we have really dark, creepy fantasy moments, but then we have these really grounded, like, uh comedy sketches between the dynamics of the older brother and the younger uh protagonist and it's really fun and it's super ambitious we actually just spent four thousand it'll be five thousand when we apply the makeup uh for our monster so we got full prosthetics uh and we're completely invested in this film we're going knees deep in it
0: Uh, and it's gonna be a feature film
1: (laughs) Uh, it's actually going to be a short film and it's going to be about 15 minutes long. Uh, it will be a high budget short film though, but the goal is we want to take this short film and we want to, what we we're doing, what we call a proof of concept. So we show these big executives at the film festivals that we can tell a story. We can make people feel a certain way and we can execute a vision that we set out to do. And if we're able to do that, if a big producer stumbles upon the film and they like it, then they can buy the rights and we can write them a full length feature, which we are already in the pre-production process for that as well.
0: Oh, that's great. And so, um, so you're at college and where are you streaming at from live today? You're in Los Angeles, right?
1: Yes, I'm in the Valley, San Fernando. Uh, Yeah. So I go to Columbia College, Hollywood. It's in Tarzana, California. It's a super uh small private school it's just this giant blue ice box, is what it looks like and uh there's a bunch of great professors there um i've dealt with uh more than a few professionals who's had their hands uh dipped in uh many different projects with a lot of great talent that we would all know some like kevin spacey uh paul thomas anderson uh who else um We have Danny DeVito and like so much other people. So I I feel humbled in the way that I am learning from people who I know are still working in the industry. So it's really reassuring.
0: Yeah. And so um, and then also you're an investor, too. Have you um, have you dabbled in like stocks or startups or anything like that?
1: yeah um you know i've dipped in stocks uh the thing about it is uh when you're making films especially in the middle of production all of your money is being invested into that um but one thing about uh like filmmaking is you're constantly having to network with companies you're constantly having to make deals and agreements and uh i think what's awesome about private investing in this industry is that there's a lot of compromise in uh, ways that you can invest in a certain company or certain shares and get it received back. And what's awesome is the return in, uh, return on investment in this industry.
0: And and then um, their return on investment, so they invest in your short film, which is your thesis project for college, correct?
1: Yes, that's correct. And yeah. um, one thing that's awesome about it is uh, with our investing, uh, we give you a product that you can tangib- tangibly have. So we're selling a bunch of awesome products. Um, and you get for each thing that you buy, it comes with a certain incentive. So we have things like $50 movie credits, but on top of that, we have like our, an original graphic novel adaptation currently in the works. We have uh, executive producer credits. We have even, um, if you spend $500, we'll even name a character after you. So it allows people who want to be in this industry, but don't really know the avenue to take. they don't have the experience. It allows them to get those credits that way when they want to go audition for a movie or if they want to shoot a, a short film one day that they have that credit. So when people are looking at their film and they're wanting to invest in it, it gives them a little bit more credibility in what they're doing. It shows more experience essentially.
0: Okay, and, and then, um, can you explain to people? And, like, once again, I'm, I'm not a licensed broker. We're not giving any advice. But, can you explain to them? You are actually doing an Indiegogo crowdfunding campaign for your thesis film at college, right?
1: Yes, correct. So, it's similar to Indiegogo and Kickstarter, it's a campaign um, website. The only difference is it's called seedinspark.com. And what that is, it's a campaign site specifically. For creators, musicians, filmmakers to allow their product to be shown, um, and then we have uh, a bunch of people, private investors, uh, producers who look at our films. They invest in it. They get super, like, uh, super excited with the the campaign videos that are currently out. And what we do is, uh, once we receive the money, we shoot the film, and then we bring it into the uh, the markets. And what's really cool about Student Spark is. They're uh, connected to a ton of film festivals and a ton of companies that uh, they can network within. And it allows you to uh, essentially reach a wider audience throughout America.
0: Yeah. And right now on streaming platforms, there's so many new streaming platforms. And, you know, there's like Roku TV and GumGum Gum and Tubi and Amazon Fire Stick that are looking for content. And so making content is key. And if you have enough money then the content can be uh, better quality because when i did mine i did it all on zero budget so like the editing would suffer or the actors would suffer because maybe they didn't commit as much as they would if they were paid we're getting
1: paid exactly yeah. and i think that's the main thing about starting off in the independent film industry is uh nobody's going to believe in you more than yourself. And that's the thing about starting up a company is you gotta have a vision, you gotta have a drive, and money always helps. But uh, ambition's the main thing because if we want to get technical, there are films like Jaws where it was a little bit higher budget, but a lot of things went wrong on set, even with the money, and so they had to create a whole entire different approach on film that is still utilized today. So sometimes being limited to a certain budget allows you to become more creative in the future.
0: Yeah. And so how did you learn about Seed&Spark and and investing? Because, you know, there's a lot of people listening. They're like, well, I want to invent something. I want to start a company. I want to make a film. I want to learn how to invest. Like, uh, did you have a mentor or how did you learn about it? So
1: I had this mentor. His name was James. Uh, He was my supervisor at that film company. And... He gave me a ton of insight on how this industry works uh how people react and what a lot of people don't realize um a lot of people text or call when they're making investments one thing that uh statistically you're you're gonna get somebody who about 80 percent more of the time so somebody emails you you're gonna invest in that way higher than if you get a phone call or a text message I don't know what it is about emails, but it works a certain magic in this special field. And um, one thing that's important is it's important to be mindful about your company and about what you're trying to achieve, but you're dealing with people. This is a people business, and you wanna learn about what people are interested in. I mean, like the idea of a client is you wanna wanna sell a sports car to a family. Like, mom, you know, you want to make sure that your uh, product is right for the client.
0: Oh, that's great. And I want to know, um, writer, so, um, you know, how did you get interested in uh, becoming a writer, director, producer?
1: Oh, well, the first one is, is life experiences. I think that's, like, the beautiful thing about film is, like, we can invoke a certain emotion from something completely unrelated, but we remember how it felt in that moment. And what I try to do is I try to create certain, uh, I try to create emotions that's happened through past experiences of mine. So what's really cool about this film is, uh, it, had uh, the inspiration came from sorry the inspiration came from uh, an experience that i had when i was a child so i would i woke up early i always woke up early because i was obsessed with mtv music videos i had to watch them oh. I always loved film always loved music been obsessed so i, w- I used to wake up at like 4 30 in the morning i'd get showered and i'd sit on the couch for about two three hours watching tv before school well as i'm going down to the laundry room my mom who worked early was already up and she showered. And as I walked into the room, she was unveiling her her towel and I saw my first boob. Did it scar me? Just a little bit. But one thing that happened was uh, I felt that emotion and it resonated with me. So now we're looking at 12, 13, later, or 13 years later, and that emotion still stuck with me. And I took that and I wanted to mix it with real life traumas, and dark fantasy elements and create this really unique story about, um, the idea of like your childhood traumas never truly escape you, but it is something that you can laugh about at the end of the day.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's like, Whoa. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, and you know, if you're ever in a bathroom at a restaurant and someone opens the door and you're like, ah,
1: (laughs) you're like, Oh no, I can't unsee that. Uh, yeah, no, totally. That's like, It's the same exact thing. And I think that's the awesome thing about filmmaking is like you just created an exact same emotion with a different experience. So we can all feel the same thing while seeing different perspectives and different viewpoints. And I think that's the awesome thing about film is it's like that one movie or TV show that you saw was 20, 30 people's take on the world.
0: Oh, that's great. And we all love horror films and especially those childhood films that we we all are scared of the boogeyman, like uh, Candy Candyman and Mirror Mirror, all that stuff. Some of them get downright spooky. But this sounds just really fabulous that you're going to be working with kids. And I want to ask you, um, you know, a lot of people are like, well, I don't know how to do LLC. And so you actually formed a production company. Is it a corporation? Is it LLC? And how did you even, you know, learn how to do that?
1: Well, the thing is, uh, when you're taking film school, uh, there's a lot of theory classes and a lot of like like really artsy classes, but we also do have a business side to things. So I actually took some business classes, some entertainment law classes, because you want to make sure that when you're in this industry, obviously you're not breaking any laws. You don't want to get sued because we want to continue making this awesome stuff. So uh, one thing that I figured out was obviously you want to figure out what company works best for you. Um, What's interesting about film is you actually have to register two different companies. One's intellectual property and one's the actual production. That's like essentially taking that idea and executing it. Um, And you wanna do that to cover your assets, if if you will. Um, The idea is if you accidentally were to take an idea that was similar to somebody else's, they could sue you but only the intellectual property company would get sued. It would be the production company who would keep you safe. So in a way you have to kind of create umbrella corporations in order to cover um, certain aspects of the company. And there's so many moving puzzle pieces that uh, it takes a lot to um, start to really like bring it into fruition. I've been making films for about seven years now, since I was, basically since i picked up a camera and uh, I'm starting to finally, in these last couple of years, really hone my craft and start to figure out uh, what the exact variables are in these equations.
0: So you have a um, a corporation or LLC?
1: It's gonna it's an LLC.
0: So you have an LLC production company, and then now, uh, can you explain to people how you did the seed and spark so that um so they can like uh, learn more about your um you know your project? Yeah, that you're raising totally. Funds for
1: so um, one thing that's awesome is uh, anybody can go on there. I, it helps that obviously if you've had experience, but if you have a drive and you have an ambition and you have a story that you're just dying to tell, um, you can create essentially what is a, a pitch. Um, it's the idea of like the all of the elements that m- makes you so happy or so excited to bring this film out. Um, essentially we have like a story we come out with campaign videos uh we have like merchandise that we're trying to sell um in exchange for production money to get the film made so um the thing about independent filmmaking is uh you don't have these studios to back up your films so you have to create your own business your own revenue in order to get your vision or your um, your uh, your property made.
0: That's great. And so you're on Seed and Spark right now. So that's Seed, S E E D, and Spark, S P A R K, seedandspark.com, right?
1: That is correct. And um, you'll find it underneath A90 Night, N I G H T, and then Knight, Night, N I G H T again. And it's a super cool film. We have a bunch of campaign videos out um and it kind of gives you an essence of like what exactly the film tone is we go from super serious lighthearted and funny and then it goes to downright scary at sometimes or at certain points and uh we really am, are having fun with this campaign and uh the only thing that's A con to these campaigns is you have only a limited time to do it. For us, we have a little bit over a month and we are kind of closing in on that campaign. We have a little bit less than two weeks. So we still have a ton of work to do, but we feel confident that we're going to make this happen.
0: So they only give you 30 days one month on Seed&Spark to raise funds. Wow, that's pretty, you know. Yeah, um, the
1: thing about this industry, it's downright cutthroat. The the strong survive, the weak fade away. Um, but I don't know, like when you have such a good idea about what you want, you have a way of articulating it that I think makes people excited about what uh, about watching it. And that's the uh, amazing thing is uh, we've already gotten. I believe it's 40 percent of our goal done so we're getting very close to to the finish line and it's not easy to do it is a lot of money but uh if you if you're truly a passionate about anything then no limitation is it's there's no limitation when it comes to this stuff like ambition is key
0: and that's amazing. So A Nighty Night, which is a coming-of-age coming, a- coming of age horror comedy titled A Nighty Night by Ryder Haymans. And Ryder, you are, you are the writer, director, and producer of this, correct?
1: Yes, that's correct. But I also have a ton of great talent that's been uh, a part of this. I have my awesome co-writer, Alexis Hunter. Uh, she's the co-writer, producer. She's a set designer. She does amazing stuff. She's been on a couple of projects of mine. And this is the first time that we've uh, really been able to work like fully together. And it's been truly an amazing experience because when you have somebody who's just as ambitious about something, then you can just bounce ideas off of each other. And like really just like the creativity is just so amazing. And you
0: also have a special effects. You said you're working with somebody spectacular, right?
1: yes i am so excited about her her name is kirsten morehouse she's a makeup designer makeup artist but she's gonna be our creature designer for this monster and she has done some really really great stuff she's worked with doug jones which he's been in a lot of stuff that uh would make i'm sure everybody's heard of uh the shape of water it won a couple of awards a couple years ago like best picture He's been in Pan's Labyrinth, also with a great film. It's uh, actually um, who else has she worked with? She's worked with uh, rapper ASAP Rocky. She's worked with so many great um, talents, and she's drafted this incredibly creepy monster. We have like this tall, pale slimy spider-like fingers He's like almost emaciated because he's been in the closet so long waiting for his his feast
0: <laughs> yeah, well, on uh, my, my my kids' book channel, I have uh, Blueber Goober, the monster in my closet, but he's really cute, like a furry cat. So, but your monster sounds really uh, creepy, and I love Pan's Labyrinth, so it was kind of reminding me of that. It sounds spectacular. It's, what a beautiful! I'm like, um, so happy to have you in the show. So, Seed and Spark, a nighty night, check that out. Uh, writers, anything you want to tell where people can catch up with you and see, um, where they can keep up with your work on social media or Facebook?
1: Yeah, 100%. You guys can find me on both Facebook and Instagram. It's going to be my name. That's Rider Heymans, R-I-D-E-R-H-E-Y-M-A-N-S. It's super easy. Just think of it like riding a motorcycle and then, Hey man, with an S at the end.
0: <laughs> I love that. Hey man. And, um, you know, Ryder, uh, just so excited to have you on the show and just really spectacular. Are you going to do any acting on that at all?
1: You know, I'm not going to be doing acting on this one, but just a couple of days after we wrapped this production this month, I'm acting in this amazing fort that's called Get With The Times. This uh, creator, Natasha Wapple, she is truly um, an auteur when it comes to this stuff. It's a truly remarkable piece. And that is also on Seed&Spark as well. You guys should go check it out. I'll be playing this uh, pretentious uh, radio DJ, um, super modern and hip. And um, hopefully I don't do such a good job that you guys hate me as a real person.
0: Yeah, and so um, you've raised 40% of your funds and you have two weeks to go. So I do hope some of our listeners might check you out on Seed&Spark. And I think you're well on your way to getting your budget for your thesis for your college.
1: 100%. And the thing about it is guys, um, just go check it out. Like you you guys don't have to obviously make a pledge to be interested in. Obviously it helps a ton and any money that you throw is going to go 100% into the film. But just giving a follow and looking at the updates that's currently going on almost every single day and then just sharing with your friends and family because we all want to watch great stuff on television and that's what i'm trying to achieve and uh i want to do stuff that's original it's fun and fresh and we're done with the reboot part of hollywood so you're welcome america
0: (laughs) yeah to have some original product uh yeah because like i i did a spoof on like rocky 23 like they were doing the sequel to Rocky, like because they keep making sequels and sequels. Oh, one hundred
1: percent. And now it's gonna be Creed seventeen. And
0: you know, um, you know, so hopefully that some new, new people like Ryder Heyman's and also myself, um, that we get in there, that someone will really like support us. So really if you you wanna check out Ryder Heyman's project, um 99 night at scene and spark. I just want to say thank you so much for Ryder for being on the show. I also want to invite you to thank film addicts you. when you have a second too. We have some great guests on film addicts podcast and I just want to thank all our listeners, all our moguls. Yes,
1: thank you moguls. I truly appreciate it. And it's people like you that make the movie magic happen. And it seems like we all say that, but it is 100% true. If you people weren't there listening, watching then we wouldn't have something To create and I think that's the amazing thing is uh, we all get to come together for a short moment of time and we get to just be happy and not worry about the crazy stuff that's going on in the world.
0: Yeah. And truly spectacular. Really amazing. I'm so happy to have you. And just thanks, Moguls. And, you know, if you want to support the podcast or support him, just follow, like, subscribe, five stars. We appreciate it, too. And if you can do donations to Writers Campaign or even our campaign for a better sound, we love that. Just want to thank you so much. Until next week, everyone, cheers and have a safe, good one.
1: Awesome. Thank you, guys. Have a good night.